where we last left off in the One Piece. During the time of our training, we began to uh, hear rumors. Rumors about a group. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like we we gotta we gotta this is dying, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to do. He yeah. seems like he's not like heating up, like heating up or anything. Yeah. Fuck, we need a fucking doctor. We need a goddamn. Do- Wait. I know your secrets. Violet. Violet. How does this make you feel? They're, they're all just watching you inside here. I feel. Madness. After Makosa had his talk with Violet, he finally went upstairs to sleep. It is now day nine, time being 11.45 a.m. Makosa is in the aquarium, examining the wildlife in the water. Later, Yui enters the room, greeting Makosa with a happy-go-lucky attitude, announcing that she is ready for training. Makosa, able to tell that she's hiding something, pulls her to the side to sit down and have a talk. Are you sure you're ready for your training? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Do you remember a few days ago when you said you never want to leave me? Part of what you said means you also not leaving me, and I'm pretty concerned about what happened yesterday. Oh, well, uh, what happened yesterday? Well, Yui, the training assessment that we were going to have today, I'm going to have to move to this evening so you can recover, okay? Okay. I still want you to be ready, but in the meantime, I'm glad that you're okay, because yesterday you were running a fever and you were all sweaty. You kind of gave me a scare there, so I just wanted to take some time to make sure you're all right. From then on, Makosa began to embrace Yui for 20 minutes until she fell asleep on his lap. Once she fell asleep, Bacosa carried her back to his room and placed her in bed. Once he placed her in bed, he made his way down to the cat convention center to take care of uh, the cats. Later that day, Makosa went to the deck to check on the buffalo. When he gets to the deck, he's greeted by Jean. After telling Jean that he needs to talk to Gyro, Jean makes a quick call. Three minutes later, Gyro's on the deck with Makosa and Jean. Gyro then steps up and says, So you needed me? Yeah. Gyro, you're really growing into a reliable crew member I can trust and depend on. Last time when you were guarding you-know-who, she stated that she was going to kill everybody. And that's a bit of a concern. She even started naming the people she was going to kill, just to get into your head. Yeah. We're going to be addressing that tonight, and I want you to be there. Yeah. O- okay. Uh, you know, all right. 
See you later tonight. After Gyro agrees to meet tonight, he then leaves and continue on what he was doing before. Makosa then talks to Jean, asking if he wants to join. When he agrees, Makosa then spends the rest of his time left with the buffalo until it's time to prepare for lunch. After a very unique lunch, Komori goes up to train and Makosa keeps himself distracted until dinner time. After a normal dinner, Makosa makes his way to the aquarium and runs into Yui. It is around 8 p.m. Oh, finally, you made it. So, how long have you been waiting? Not long. So, what what we what we doing? So, basically, we're going to do our training in Craig's lab this time. Okay. After leaving the aquarium, they arrived on the third floor where Craig tested his experiments. Arriving on the test room, they see an open space in the shape of a square, outlined with what looks like tape. Outside the empty square space is a jumble of lab equipment like test tubes and beakers with unknown substances inside. After Makosa and Yui grabs a seat, Yui then says, Alright, uh, what are we doing here? We're just going to talk about what happened in the previous day and then modify your training a bit. Okay. So, do you remember what happened during your training yesterday? Barely. No. You don't remember? Uh-uh. No, bitch. Yes, you do. At that moment, Makosa completely unloaded on Yui, telling her what happened and what it took to calm her down. Yeah. Ava told me. I see. Then you also know that Ava wants me to quit training you. You know, when she told me that I should quit training you, I became frustrated. I even started to contemplate that maybe she's right. But, but, then I remember what you said at the garden that one time about giving me tender love and care. Tell me, Yui, what did you mean by that? Makosa, before I was a part of this crew, or any crew, I was a part of this school. School for servants, that's what it was called. I was going there because of my uh, problems I had. You see, ever since I was born, I was very shy and clumsy. I was always messing up everything. So my parents got sick of it and they decided to send me to this school at a very young age. Last thing I remember my parents telling me was, we don't need someone like you in this family. You can come back once you graduate from that school and you have proof with a certificate. While I was in that school, I continuously got held back because of my clumsiness. 
And I could never make any friends because of my shyness. So I could never ask for any help. I was alone. We've been there so long that I started running out of money for the school. It was almost like my parents just got tired of paying for me to go into the school. <laughs> and I stayed here so long that this was practically my last year. I thought I'd never get home until I met someone. Until I met Ava. She was my first friend that I've met or had, really. She helped me with everything. All the schoolwork. She helped me with my clumsiness. And sooner or later, I was no longer as shy as I was before. They was like my safety net. As soon as I fall, she'll catch me. Later, I made a group of friends. Those friends were Mia, Cleo, and Olivia. I was finally passing my classes. I was finally feeling like I could, that I could do something. I could, I felt like I could finally go home. But then, we were raided by pirates. We continued to be passed off from pirate to pirate until we made our way to Foxy. Now, being on Foxy's crew wasn't that bad. It was interesting. Out of all the crews we've been on, Foxy's was probably the most entertaining one. It was the safest one we've been on. But I still felt bad knowing that there's no way for me to go back to my normal life. To going back to school, to pass my class, and finally graduate, get my certificate, and really get back to normal with my family. At this point, it was just... It was a goal that no longer existed for me. So, with that, with that logic hitting me, I just, I became my former self when I first arrived at the school. Just shy, clumsy all over again. Just developing my old habits. My friends tried to get me out of it, but all they could really do was just shield me and protect me and just pretty much keep me out of the way so I don't mess up anything. After spending about a year with Foxy, we were traded off to your crew. Nothing changed for me. If anything, 
it got worse, especially with all the rumors and accusations about you and your crew. It was like... It was like a nightmare. I expected to be ten times worse than what I've, what I've experienced, but... But after observing you and your, and your crew for so long, I realized I was wrong. Watching you and this crew from Water 7 all the way to Sabaody, I realized how much trust you put in them. How far you'll go if even one is in trouble. And all the time you spend all the time you spend with them it reminded me of something I lost or or maybe I never had my, my point is when you said we can leave I, I decided to join but that that's why I trained so hard so I can I can get closer but into and and I just I messed it up and now I understand I understand if you don't want to train me just just don't leave me I just listen Yui you know you're a gifted girl you're clearly powerful but you just need someone to guide you someone to give you quality time and tender love and care. I need you to promise me something before we continue any further. Remember when you said you don't want me leaving you? Is that what you desire the most? Mm -hmm. I need you to promise me something first. That you will never, ever leave me. And you will always remain at my side with everything I do and support every decision I make. Yeah, that's the plan. After Yui agrees to the promise, Makosa goes back to the original subject, where he planned out what exactly they'd be doing for training. To do various exercises before breakfast, then for breakfast, he's going to make her a unique dish so she can regain that energy. After explaining his plan, Makosa and Yui part ways for that night. After Yui leaves the science room, Makosa decides to visit Komori, calling Gyro to join him. They arrive at Komori's door, knocking. Komori, it's, it's, it's me, and I got Gyro with me. See Gyro freaking waving, it's like, hey. It's just us. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Come on in. Oh, uh, oh, what's up? Y'all need me? What's going on? Uh, we're just coming in to stop by. Okay. You know, you've been hard at work, so we, we we just thought, you know, we would just stop by and just see how you're doing. Oh, I'm, I'm doing okay, as I as I not usually am, you know? 
So how are things? You know, uh, you, conscious. You're conscious. You, you getting better? Uh, I'm sober. I think. You just, you just, <laughs> you're waking up. You know, you're, you're fully in your mind. You're in your right mind and everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's good. So, so you got anything interesting you want to talk about, or has it just been quiet up here so far? My farts smell like popcorn. Like, I don't know and why, but like... I, I think I think we're going to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> so how's the thing going with Yui? That's going, that's going pretty well. Are you still going to continue it? I'd like to think so, yes. Like, I, I, I want to continue it. <sighs> all right, all right, so that's what, your decision. What, hey, hold up, hold up. What, what's with that sigh? You know, it doesn't matter. You're the captain. You can do what you want. Well, just, well, it, it kind of matters to me because, like, you just took that long side. You're like, <sighs> you already know what I said about the situation. Like, I said, like, whatever this is, you need to stop. But I don't know. I'm just worried that something's going to happen again. And Ava explained to us very clearly that it's just going to get worse if it does happen. So I was just kind of worried that it might happen if you continued it. But you know, you're the captain, so. If you're confident that you can train her. We just gotta, we just have to. Without her roiding out. We just, so we're, we're changing, we're changing the gameplay of this, okay? Are you changing her influence? What do you mean changing her influence? Well, I, whatever. If you're, if you're confident that you can do something and just all i'm gonna say is be careful okay well i will be careful all right so uh ava's been kind of quiet lately who ava she she was drinking earlier today i don't isn't that isn't that a good thing i don't know she's been a lot more quiet than usual yeah you know don't, isn't that a good thing do we not do, do don't we don't we not you know we just we just like want to be involved in anything i thought she was chill i'm just saying isn't isn't that a isn't that a good thing that you know she's kind of quieted down right now yeah i guess i guess she's not unless if you not unless if you you know you want her stirring stirring stuff not unless if you want her out and about no, of course, she was out and about. I'm just saying, as opposed to, you know, what happened a few days ago. What happened a few days ago? Oh, uh, she was out and about, and I'm gonna just leave it at that. Because <laughs> you you don't remember it. You don't you don't remember Kamori. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. Well, you know, that's that's all I really have to say. Like, I'm, I'm going on. After checking on Komori, Makosa and Gyro makes their way down to the dungeon. When they get to the front door, Makosa sees that two members of the Phoenix Division stand there on guard, and Jean sitting beside the door, asleep, waiting. Once Makosa wakes up Jean, He then uses observation hockey to judge what is going on inside. After sensing nothing wrong, Makosa, Jean, and Gyro make their way into the dungeon. 
When Makosa gets in front of the cell, he sees Violet staring at the wall. Turning toward the guards, he then says, So, how is... How is she doing? Oh, she's she's doing fine. If anything, she's just been, I guess, just rubbing the wall. I guess. <laughs> rubbing the wall. Rubbing the wall. Can you can you kind of elaborate on that? Like literally, just rubbing the wall with her hands. With her hands? Yes. So okay, well, I don't do know what's that. Oh but. well. Well, I have Jean and Jaro like here. She's, I don't know, like, and she starts, she starts kind of like outlining like pictures on the wall. Like, obviously, she she doesn't have like a marker or anything, so you can't see her outlines, but you mm-hmm. can tell that she's she's got like that one finger and she's just tracing. Mm. Okay. Well, so I don't know. Well, we're about to find out. So, as as you can tell, like, I have I have Jean and, and Jaro with me, so. You know, some of some of you, you don't you don't need to be here if you if you don't want to be here. Like you guys can you know take a break. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, anyone wants to do a pee contest? <laughs> yeah, go go. Yeah, y'all y'all go pee and, and take a break, and then we'll call you if we need you. Okay. Oh, at, at this point, after after those guards left, she kind of like. She doesn't turn completely around, but she kind of like turns her head to see who it is to clarify. And she sees you, Jean, Jaro, and then she kind of just turns back. Hmm. Okay, Jean, Jaro, you guys go back into the shadows. I'll call you when I need you. Yeah, okay. Hello, Violet. Oh. Hey. What's wrong, Violet? Any particular reason as to why you won't embrace me? Uh... No, I just, uh, you know... I I feel more comfortable sitting down. Okay. Well, how are you doing today? Well, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. Have you done the tasks I've assigned to you? Uh... Jean, Gyro, call the guards that were down here earlier. I need confirmation. After Jean steps away from the scene to make that call to the guards, he comes back with their response. Ugh, turns out she was telling the truth. And her essay seems to be in this desk over here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here it is. After Jean handed Makosa those papers, Jean resumed his latest position and went back into the darkness. Makosa grabs a chair from the outside and sits down once again inside the cell. He then attempts to hand the papers to Violet, but Violet pays no attention to it. So then he says, Are you going to turn around anytime soon? Uh... No, no you're not. I don't... You don't feel like turning around. Yeah, okay, I heard about that. How did these blood stains get on this paper then? I, uh... I, uh... I decided to, uh... So are we going to tell the truth here, or are we just going to try lying to me? 
because you don't want to know what happens when you lie to me, okay? So, you should just be honest here and tell me what happened. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. Alright, then. Well, how's about you turn around and tell me what's going on with you? Explain to me what those bloodstains are doing on this paper. Violet, this is your last chance. Either you do as I say, or I'll make you do it, little girl. Given into demand, Violet finally stands and turns around. As she stands there, it is finally revealed why she was so uncomfortable moving in the first place and what she was hiding. As she stands there presenting herself to Makosa, Makosa could see that she was holding her left side, which just so happens to be bloodied and bruised. What happened? What's going on? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You see, Violet, this could be so, so simple. So, so easy for you. But you're making it more difficult. I just need for you to be transparent with me. Be clear with me, okay? Don't do any of that ah, ah stuff. Just, just tell me what happened, okay? All right. It was... Violet comes to a brief pause, noticing a familiar violent presence directing its intent upon her. She reacts with a shaken look. Makosa witnesses this expression and continues to watch. After that brief pause, Violet collects her thoughts and continues. Me. I did it. You... Did this to yourself? Yeah, but it, it was an accident and- So you're telling me all of this is an accident? Yeah. Explain. What? You heard me. Explain. Elaborate. Hell, even put on a play for me. Do something, cause I'll let you know right now, little girl. I don't think you're being clean with me. So, if I were you, I'd start reciting Act 1. Unless you'd like for me to clean you up first. In the water drip machine, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. You don't remember? It wasn't like this yesterday. It just... It just hurt a little. Gene, call the guards that were just on shift and ask them about this, please. Well, all right. After a few minutes go by, Gene returns with the guard's response. All right, so, uh... They didn't know nothing about that. I mean... They were also wondering where the blood on the paper came from, but the paper was given to her pretty early, so... 
Well, what about her injuries? They don't know. Disappointed at the response, Makosa thanks Jane and puts his attention back on Violet. Gradually getting closer, he says to her, Okay, Violet. Let me get this straight here. So you say that you don't know how it happened. But I think I know who's responsible for it. So let me tell them something right now. Makosa grabs her face, blocking her airway and half her sight, and then pins her against the wall. Staring into her eyes, he continues. Whoever was responsible for this needs to know that I am in charge. When I need you, I'll summon you. But until then, you'll stay silent and stay put. Make a move without my say-so, and I'll slowly strip you down until there's nothing left. After Makosa finishes his demanding statement, Violet grabs Makosa's arm, holding her in place, and tears up. Makosa lets go of Violet, and she drops to the ground, coughing and gasping for air. As she lays there on the ground struggling, she says, I don't know what you're... Oh. Before passing out onto the ground, still covering her wound. Makosa then turns around and says, Someone wake her up. Jean runs off to gather water once again, but Gyro walks inside the cell and says, I know how to wake her up. Gyro equips his chains with a vexed look, wraps them around his forearm up to his fist, and continues to walk toward Violet. Makosa intervenes and says, Gyro, hold off until Jean gets back. Coming to a complete halt, Jaro retreats to the cell entrance and leans up against the bars inside. Jean makes it back to Makosa's side with a bucket of water to splash it on Violet. Jean pours the water on Violet's body, but there's no change in her condition. The floor was now soaked with the water and her blood mixed in. Jaro? Right. Gyro power walks toward Violet and kicks her in the afflicted area. Violet starts hacking <laughs> up blood and wheezing. As Gyro goes in for another one, Makosa intervenes. Gyro! I want her awoken, not broken. Gyro stops frozen in the middle of his kicking pose, contemplating on whether he should continue or follow orders. few seconds go by and Jairo decides to drop his attack. Jean, go get some water. After a while, Jean returns with the bucket of water and pours it on Violet. Why would you, why would you do that? Do what? Why would you pour the water on her? I don't know. Thought she was thirsty. What? What? Idiot! Oh, Get back to oh, the court! What? Get, Get back what? to the court! Oh. We're taking it serious in here! Get back to your quarters! Why? Go! 
Why? Go right now. Go. It was a good idea. I'll show you. Right now, or I'm gonna hit you again. I'll show both of you. you again. I'm gonna show y'all. As Jean got more water, Mokosa threw all of his attention back on Violet. A smeared blood trail led toward Violet as she laid on her side, curled up in a way to protect her injury. She continuously murmured, It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I know, Violet. I know. It wasn't me. Gyro, I want you back on standby. Violet, dear, are you ready to talk now? As she nods, yes. Makosa stands back up. Alright then. Stand up nice and tall for me. Violet fights her way upright by leaning up against the wall. Makosa watches her and notices that the bruise on her side has gotten bigger. As soon as Violet props herself up, Makosa places his chair near her to sit down and then grabs another from the outside. Once he sits down himself, he grabs the essay he's been holding on to this whole time and passes it to Violet. He then tells her to read it out loud. When Violet finally finished reading the essay, Mikosa began to smile. And then he said, Good. Good. You've got a few errors in there. But I'm satisfied. Or should I say, Daddy's pleased with you, Vi. Very, very pleased. How's your side feeling? It hurts. I see. It was at this time where Makosa steps to the side to pull out his transponder snail to make a quick call. Hey, Peaches. Sorry for waking you up, but can you come down here, please? Oh, you little... Hey, yo, what the f Come on. It's a surprise just for you. Uh, fine. But it better be something important, like... Thanks, Peaches. Oh, and make sure to bring some medical supplies because Jaro had another accident. Hey man, what the fuck's that supposed to do? You know kids his age, they can't really control their bladders. Alright, see you soon. Bye. What? Why are you looking at me like that? What the heck was that? Why'd you make it sound like I peed in the bed or something? I mean, you're still a, you're still a kid, right? I'm freaking 16! I could've joined the Marines if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, you're 16. You're still a kid. Then what do we do now? Pour some water on your pants. Make this thing look as real as possible. I don't know what else to tell you. No. I'm, I'm not doing that. Come on, Jaro. Don't feel bad. It happens to the best of us. No. <laughs> Sometimes it, you can't help but leak out. No. After a few minutes passes, Tani finally arrives down to the dungeon. All right. What's going on? Uh, uh, 
What the? Hi. What the f***? How? Well, what can I tell you? The kid's a sprayer. Not the cow. But, but I thought that gyro. Nope. Uh, I'm out of here. Wait, 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 wait. Peaches, wait. What? What do you want? I'll give you... Sloppy Tarpy. <laughs> Say it. Say it again. I said I'll give you Sloppy Toppy. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm about to get some, get some, get some, get some. Once Tony was convinced, she made her way back to the cell. Once she dropped her bag on the desk, she started her physical examination on Violet. As she did her physical examination, Mokosa then explained what happened. After checking her for a while, she came to a conclusion and called over Mikosa. Hey Mikosa, I think Violet's fractured one or two of her ribs. If you look over to her left side, she suffered massive trauma from her lower rib all the way down to almost her hip. From what I can tell. It could lean from being just a regular stress fracture to a commuted fracture. Will it kill her? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It, it doesn't make any sense. How was Violet able to do this to herself without anyone not knowing? Well, what can we do to help her? All we can do now is stop all activity. Any movement that would agitate Violet would make her condition worse. She also needs her wounds cleaned and patched up continuously. She'll need to be taken care of every day. I guess we should tighten her restraints so she doesn't do anything to cause harm to herself. I'll have somebody check on her. Do you think you can patch her up for me? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Peaches. Tawny grabbed her bag she placed on the desk earlier and pulled out her medical supplies to clean and bandage up her wound. Once she finished, she said, All right, I'm done. I'm gonna go to bed now. I'm tired. Once Tani left, Makosa walked toward Violet. You know, I'm worried about you, Vi. I thought I could trust you with these tools and the freedom I so graciously gave you, but obviously that's not the case. So it looks like I'm going to have to restrain you for a little while. Jean, tighten her restraints. Jean! He's not here. What? He's not here. He, he left to get the water, remember? He hasn't came back yet. <sighs> All right, then you do it, Gyro. Gyro steps out of the cell to pull a lever so he can restrain Violet. 
as the chains retract into the ground. Violet follows the chains with a wistful pleading look upon her face. As she makes her way to the corner, sitting down, having her back face it, Makosa begins to exit the cell. Oh, and before I go, let me ask you something, Violet. You see, I've heard rumors that you've threatened to kill the Phoenix Division. Is that true, Vi? No. No, of course not. I'd never- Hey! Don't lie. Don't you dare lie. You lie, and I'll kill you. I know what you are. I know what you did. And once you slip up, you're dead. You damn murderer. Makosa places his hand on Jaro's shoulder to calm him down, and then stares at Violet as if he knows exactly what's going on, and then says, Whoever was responsible for this, I want them to do some introspection of themselves. They should think really hard about their future. Jairo, I'm leaving this to you. Don't go abusing my sweet little girl. Is that understood? As Gyro nodded, Makosa made his way back upstairs to take care of some business. Ha ha ha.